What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Yeah, I get a kick out of that, too. It's uh, hilarious. Uh, today's uh, Monday, April 3rd, 2017. You know, um, it is uh, a little after 12 noon, and uh, me and Onique doing uh, session number three of Happily Ever After. By the way, that uh, that recording thing there to get it started off, that mm-hmm. is um, – I was wondering what they was talking about, talk shoe. I thought uh, when I heard it, I thought they was uh, talking about Maxwell Smart with Get Smart. You remember that show mm-hmm. back in the day? Mm-hmm. I thought he was talking about, you know, the, the shoot he used to talk into, right? No. Mm-hmm. Well, this little research, I found out that it's actually um, them imitating um, uh, Ed Sullivan. Oh. It was Ed Sullivan's show. Yeah, we're going to have a really big shoot tonight. <laughs> oh, so that's, okay. That's <laughs> they're, they're pranking uh, Ed Sullivan. <laughs> oh, okay. That's that, that makes it even funnier to me. I thought it was Maxwell Smart. It's Ed Sullivan. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, yeah. So the session here, the session number three of six. Um, the the uh, sessions, how they go in order, is based on the uh, the biggest problem areas in relationships. And uh, so uh, the biggest problem in, in relation in order is not knowing who you are, because uh, when people don't know who they are, they don't even know that they don't know, you know. Um, and then the second biggest problem is not understanding gender differences. We just covered that a couple of days ago. Um, this day is going to be uh, not managing emotions, not understanding or managing them. Number four is going to be uh, structural and other breakdowns. And then number five is miscommunication. And um, what else about that? So, and then once you understand those, you know how to take care of your relationship. Then all there is left to do is to be loving and have fun with your relationship. And I'll share with you the simple formula for that. It's so simple. It's ridiculous. So relationships, when they really are understood, they're about as simple as driving. You know, you think about how simple driving is. It's so simple. You got kids driving. You got old folks who can barely see driving, and they've been doing it for decades. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, all you need to do is be a basic human being to drive. It's like there's no specialty around driving unless you want to be a, a speed car racer, you know, uh, Indianapolis 500 or something like that, or, you know, you want to ride uh, you know, motorcycles or you want to ride, you know, 18-wheelers. You know, you need a little bit more specialization for that. But just to be driving, ain't a human on a planet that's actually not blind that can't drive. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Relationships, when you hear it at the end, are about as simple as driving. It's amazing how simple it is. But you got to be able to identify the problems and then resolve the problems as they pop up. So today we're going to be talking about emotions. And the reason why I say 
not managing emotions is, a, is you know, the third biggest problem is because, like, people would actually try to manage their emotions if they actually knew that they should. <laughs> They'd just be feeling what they're feeling, and they react or respond to how they're feeling rather than thinking, I should actually consider managing the emotions. So we're going to go into that. Anything you want to say about that? Anything you heard, or should I just go ahead? No, you can go ahead. Okay. Managing the emotion, like, you know, what we call, keep your, keep your, your TRs in. Go ahead. Yes, okay, great. So the impact of being controlled by one's emotions on you, your partner, and a relationship. So um, what, what, what's going to happen when you're being controlled by your emotions is that uh, you'll experience at some point regret, alienation, a destroyed sense of trust. Having short-term actions create, excuse me, unwanted long-term consequences. Uh, being considered unsafe in the eyes of others. Uh, negative customer service experiences and leaving people feeling invalidated, hurt, unloved, etc. That list is far from um, infinite. But um, each any one of those alone is enough to mess up a relation. The um, yeah, because the reason why emotion is such a big deal is because emotions is the is the culture of the relationship that you're in. Every relationship has something that uh, is referred to as an as a, an emotional environment. So. The collective uh, feelings that occur between the people in any relationship make up the relationship's emotional environment. This occurs regardless of uh, the type of relationship, um, whether it's work, play, romantic, families, even enemies, doesn't matter. People rarely ever pay attention to the impact of their feelings and emotions on others. Because of this, people don't know how they contribute to the quality of the relationship they find themselves in. Let me say that again. People rarely ever pay attention to the impact of their feelings and emotions on others. Because of this, they don't know how they contribute to the quality of the relationship they find themselves in. This also has people be at the effect of how they feel and at the effect of the feelings of others, as if they have no control of their feelings. You've seen that before, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, the story you were telling me about, just before we got on the call, just perfectly explains that. Not necessarily a detail, but fundamentally. Mm-hmm. So you have the power. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You have the power to influence every relationship you find yourself in if you can merely remember that you already are contributing to whatever relationship you're already in. An emotional environment can be loving, violent, cynical, fun, manipulative, regretful, empowering. You actually get to say. From now on, Choose which ways you want to feel and focus on that rather than on the emotions of others. With enough intensity, 
you'll eventually have others feeling exactly as you do. Maybe not right away at first, but eventually. Here's why. The person with the strongest emotions is in charge of the relationship. With a caveat. For at least as long as they have the strongest emotions. What's a caveat? I heard that word before, caveat. Caveat means that, you know, it's true except for in this case. It's like an exception to the rule. So the person with the strongest emotion, they're the one that's running the relationship. Yeah. The person with the strongest emotions is in charge of the relationship for at least as long as they have the strongest emotions. Hmm. Well, so break that down. You're going to explain that, the strongest emotion yes. means yes. they're totally. numbness, numbness can be like the person that's so numb or they're in chronic fear. Go ahead. So let me hear this. Great. If you've noticed, babies always dominate the space theory. If they're happy, if they're happy, even the meanest thugs will start smiling for at least as long as they're in the presence of the baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? When a boss is angry, they dominate the space they're in. Not because they're the boss, but because they're the one with the strongest emotions. Their emotional strength often, not always, but often comes from the fact that there won't be any consequences for their being angry, angry or whatever they're feeling, precisely because they're the boss. That's not necessarily true, but it happens often. Their emotional intensity dominates much more than their title and often adds to the strength of their title or at least the influence of their title. Not always, but often. Now, having the strongest emotions doesn't mean having the ugliest emotions, such as anger, hatred, or intolerance. It can also be the coolest, most loving, or compassionate. That would explain Martin Luther King Jr., Mahatma Gandhi, and Nelson Mandela, for example. If you focus on being loving, understanding, compassionate, or generous to the fullest extent possible, you'll have relationships go your way in the end. So to give you a specific, concrete example, um, there's two movies that come to mind. I love these two movies. In fact, when I was down in North Carolina, I watched these two movies like they were TV episodes. Uh, There's like two or three more I watched. But one of them is uh, Driving Miss Daisy. Mm-hmm. You remember that movie? Mm-hmm. So Miss Daisy and Hulk, right? Jessica Tandy and, and Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman is driving her around, and he's cool. And she's over there being super, super bitch. And she's racist on top of that. Right, mm-hmm. uh, and and she's over there trying to get him in trouble, trying to beat him up, dominate him, and he's so cool, calm, and collected. She can't do nothing to him. She tries. He's like, "I'm right, Miss Daisy," and he's smiling and walk away. She like want to be angry at him. He can't. You would think her her emotions were stronger than his, but it turns out that his emotions were stronger than hers. That's how come he was able to survive her. How you know that is at the end of the movie, she's, he's the only one that she actually wants to be around and respects. Took her 25 years, <laughs> but it happened. He's like, I don't want my son around. Just Hulk, Hulk, come in. <laughs> it was funny, but it was true, you know? 
I mean, I know part of it was she went to a, you know, she heard about, you know, how racist she was. She didn't know how racist she was, and then she felt ashamed, and that kind of calmed her down a little bit toward the end. But, you know, then she realized she was being racist to somebody that she actually cares about that cared about her. But, you know, Hulk had the strongest emotions. It just took her a long time to get it. You know, you think about, you know, Martin Luther King, he had so many reasons to be angry at the rest of the world, it ain't even funny. But he's got a, you know, he put up some some, uh, legislation, and he also uh, created some, um, you know, uh, has a birthday holiday because he had the coolest emotions. He had the strongest emotions, I should say. Was he the one that did the birthday? I think his birthday came about after his death. Yeah, but only be, yeah, well, yeah, he died for that, but his emotions was was, was stronger than everybody else's. That's how come he got every they got the things that he wanted to have to happen. Mm-hmm. It wasn't he was actually the most loving, the most patient, the most compassionate. His love and compassion was stronger than everybody else's anger and hatred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a story about um, I'm going to go further into it in a minute, but there's a story about um, before JFK got killed, he had um, uh, had a, uh, a meeting with the uh, top 100 black men, black leaders in the country to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the uh, Emancipation Proclamation. Mm-hmm. And, um, and um, what do you call it? Um, uh, Martin Luther King wanted him to create a new Emancipation Proclamation, and he wouldn't do it. He just kept blowing JFK, I mean, uh, MLK off. Mm-hmm. JFK, right? And so when he went to the so the so when uh, JFK had this party, Martin Luther King and his team did not go to this party, and he was upset. You know, when I read that, I was thinking, I wonder if it was God's intention that uh, Lyndon Johnson take over, because I because. Kennedy never would have done the Voting Rights Act or the Civil Rights Act, and Johnson did. And so he was forced to because of all the injustice that's being done of of people that was getting public eyes. He had to yes. do something to stop the matter. Yeah. I know. It wasn't by his choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the point of the matter is that his love, his focus was stronger than everybody else, but it wasn't because he was meaner than everybody else. It just was stronger. Stronger is not the same thing as what what is stronger. It's just stronger. Make sense? Well, I'm looking at it from the context of a relationship because yeah, that who the, the who is okay. Like for instance, um, there's two people in a relationship, right? A relationship. Yes. The relationship can be a sexual relationship. Yes. From time to time, they meet. They they have great, they have conversations, you know. They like make each other laugh. They like each other company. They have great sex together. They don't see each other often. They're both busy, right? Yeah. And the relationship just is just there. It you know, it, it's just not going away. It's just there, right? Right, right. Well, his 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 thing is is like okay, I'm here. I'm not going away. I'm not seeing no one else. You know, I'm busy working, making money so that if you need anything, I have it, and I want to buy these things and 
another house and I want to have these luxurious things. So, you know, kind of if they impress you that I'm successful, right? Well, you over there doing your thing, right? You do what you're doing. You know, you keep yourself pure for me whenever I'm ready for you, right? But there's mm-hmm. times when she wants to see him more than what he's willing to give of himself because he's like, I'm exhausted. I can't see you that much right now. I'm working hard right now. Just, mm-hmm. you know, back off a little bit, right? So, so she's like, okay, well, I'm just going to go about doing what I'm doing. So now I'm like, okay, well, who's the one with the strongest emotion? Is it him who's not making time or is it her who's pulling for time? That's a good question. Who's the one with the strongest question. emotion? Because she, be like, she can be like, you know what, peace out, I'm out. You know, he can be like, you know what, go ahead, go what you're doing because I'm working hard, I'm building for whoever's going to come and be patient enough to write it through. Um, because I'm in this, you know? Well, it depends. I mean, you know, like what you just described, I can see the conflict, but whoever caves in is saying that the other one's emotion was stronger. Or the one who the one who caves in and say I'm out will be the one who caves in. I suppose the one who says, "Okay, I'm going to go with the other person's opinion," is what they're saying is the other person's emotions were stronger. I want what I want, but if they want what they want more, then I'm going to surrender to what they want, even if I don't like it. Surrender to their wants and leave, or surrender to their wants and give it to them. But if they don't want, oh well. Um, let me see here. How can I say this? Um, they both want something, right? right? One person says, screw this, I'm going to walk away. What they're saying is the other person won't let me get what I want, so I'm going to quit. Right. So what they're saying is the other person's emotions were stronger than mine, and I don't want that, but I, but I still don't want that, so screw that. They can't dominate me and walking away. Does that make sense? Mm. So in that instance, it depends because, you know, the person with the strongest emotions is in charge of the relationship, at least for as long as they have the strongest emotions. But also, sometimes the person with the strongest emotions is the person who cares the least because they don't give a fuck if you leave. Right? So in a... In a dysfunctional relationship, the person who cares the least is in charge of the relationship because they got the least to lose. Right. So they're in charge right. of the relationship. Right. 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 They're, they're, they're in charge sense. of the relationship. Yeah. Um, but when it's in a healthy relationship, there's no such thing as a person with the strong, the person who cares the most in a healthy relationship. Make sense? Right. Because, again, I can see the, the person who cares the least, they have nothing to lose, so they don't care if you stay or go. There's a strong relationship. Whereas the person, the other person cares because they have a lot of emotions. They want to be, you know? And I can see it because, you know, this guy keeps telling me, oh, he, he likes me, he's going to continue to pursue me, whatever, whatever. I said, listen, sweetie, I'm not interested. You know, you go find somebody who's interested in you and can build a life with you. But if you want to continue to call me and, 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 and waste your time, go right ahead. It's up to you, you know? Yeah. And I say yeah. this to him, and he's like, well, no, I want to pursue you. I said, well, it's up to you. I, I'm not promising you anything. 
I'm the one with a strong emotion. He's, he's just like a puppy dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, let me say this. You know, it's interesting that you bring this up, man. You know, because oh this is this is how you normally act. You're usually the person who cares the least in a relationship. Yeah. And so uh, you dominate uh, relationships. You dominate relationship by choosing people who care a lot more than you do, so you could come and go as you please and be in control. You hide behind that. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're thinking about me talking about something here because, well, how I feel, I feel like this is how Peter's treating me, like how I'm treating him. I'm the one that's saying, listen, I like you. I'm here whenever you're ready for me. And he's like, well, you should find somebody. You should really go ahead and find somebody, you know, like, go. You know, you should go. And I'm like, no, I'm not going nowhere. Like, this one here is telling me, I'm not going nowhere, Olig. I like you. I'm going to keep pursuing you. And I'm like, well, mm, no, I don't want to give you false hope, right? But at yeah. the same time, I think in the beginning with the relationship with Peter, I think that's how I was treating him. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, come when you want, whatever. I, you know, I'm not promising you anything, you know, you know? Yes. That's why I say that it's not, not knowing how to manage emotions. It's just not managing emotions. Is not managing, so... Yeah, because if you don't even know that managing emotions is a, is important, you won't do it and, and thought things will just go haphazardly. They'll just go any old way because you got no control over it because you're not present to it. So, you know, you do what you do emotionally, other people do what they do emotionally, and we hope it sticks, but we don't even realize that the emotions is we actually have some control over it, like, you know, a tremendous control over it if we actually thought about it. And then how to make the emotions powerful, juicy, loving is, you know, what I'm about to talk about next. So you said something earlier. You said something about me, like a a way of being in a relationship as the one with the least emotion. Yes. So let let me give you an example. Remember we was talking... Um, and, uh, and I said, here's how this, I don't know if you remember this, how this conversation went, but I remember how it went. I said, oh yeah, well, you know, uh, marriage is the, is the, is the strongest commitment, is the highest commitment. And your immediate response was, well, so let's get married. I was like, huh? <laughs> right? Because you really expected me to say no, so you can leave me alone and I can leave you alone. Then you go back to living your life. Remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You wasn't expecting me to say yes. And then, then I was like fighting with it. You was laughing at me for two weeks till I said yes. And then he was like, well, so like like you were never really fully engaged. Not really. Even though when you got married, you wasn't. And how I know that was we were sitting at the, dinner, the, the dining room table. I was sitting at the dining room table. He was walking around. And then, uh, you know, we was having a not happy conversation. And then you said, uh, well, I'm still trying to decide if I want to be in this marriage. And I was like, what? <laughs> I lost my mind. Like, what? <laughs> 18 months later, I, was, I hit the ceiling after that one. But I remember I told you, listen, you got, you got 20, I either said 24 or 48 hours to make up your mind or else I'm going to make up your mind for you. I ain't putting up with this. No, no, no. Get the fuck out of here. No. You know, so, 
But, yeah, you was like, hmm, let me see, the whole time. And you was after you was that way all afterwards. Like, that's a signature emotional mental state for you in relationships. But see. Mm, let, me see. Mm, let me see. Let me see. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, because you, you know, I, I can tell you that's how it was for me, too, uh, you know, depending. Before I did the land my form, for sure, you know. I would I would check out somebody and they liked me a lot. They liked me so much that I could tell that they was gonna try chase me down or like really like me. They had to prove that they had to pass my test and then and then I would only consider them after I knew that they was into me, like really into me. And I knew I could make them have orgasm. Hmm. So, you know, if I knew I could make her have orgasm, the second time she had orgasm, she walked away smiling, I knew I had it. First time, just a test. You know, it's like, you know, curiosity, chemistry, whatever. But she was turned on the second time, I knew I had her, then I could treat her any way I wanted. I wanted to be in a serious relationship, but I didn't know how to get into one. I just knew how to get somebody. You know what I mean? I never actually noticed that until I did the men's weekend. Um, that's the first time I realized, oh, I don't know how to choose somebody. Damn. But, but, you know, for me, you know, there's been plenty of times where I cared a lot less than the person I was with. And so I was in control because I cared a lot less. It was that was one of my things. I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't doing it consciously because I really wanted to care because I knew what it felt like to care about somebody and they carry it equally back. I just didn't know how to find somebody like that again, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the way I've been listening to you is that you're like the person who cares the least. <laughs> you just are not gonna put your heart all in, right? You're just, just not. Not now, at least not before today. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, uh, you didn't hurt me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. you, can't not gonna hurt. Hurt. you can't handle breakdowns. You can't have things not going the way you want them to go. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a bell ringer here for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is oh, a major. Say, uh, what did you say? Can't handle break. What did you say? Can't handle breakdown when things don't go my way. Yeah, you can't handle breakdowns when things not going your way. You can't handle unfulfilled expectations, wanted intentions, undelivered communications. None of that. You ain't willing huh. to put up with. It. You're not willing to put up with it. Not in a relationship. Not in a romantic relationship. You put up with it at work because, you know, you're the boss. They're going to do what you tell them to do. You got to be in control. In fact, that's a signature quality of your of you, <laughs> being in control. But you got the skill set. <laughs> you got the skill set. You're a great manager. But also for you, it's like a strong suit. Yeah. It's a need. It's a strong suit and a need as well as a skill set. It's a gift. But... Yeah. So you so you said unfulfilled expectation, breakdowns, or what else? <laughs> uh, um, the <thwarted> intentions, <laughs> even undelivered communication. You ain't too down with that neither. Ain't nobody gonna break your heart. Fuck that. I'm gonna put my heart out there a little cold, far enough for you to be able to. And even if I did by accident, I ain't letting you know. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Well, okay, tell me again. What is undelivered communication? 
Withholding. Mm. Withholding is undelivered communication. Right. Now, a with, a undelivered communication is actually two things. It's either withholding or you're trying to communicate and somebody's not listening to you. That's undelivered communication. Either one of those is, is undelivered communication. That's, that makes people suffer. Then they feel like their intentions got thwarted because you ain't listening. And they expected you to listen, so they've got unfulfilled expectations. So you get all three when you get those most of the time. But, uh, yeah, you, you, ain't, you ain't risking your heart. Somewhere along the line, you got your feelings hurt, and you was like, no, nah, not again. Fuck that. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> We're not doing that. Nope. Not today, not so, ever. And I just watch, and I just watch the movement. I just watch. I become, like, yes. very watchful. Yes. And then I, yes, and then, and then, and then I also do this thing, like, I, I'll reach and I'll withdraw. I will throw bait out there. If they bite, they don't bite, oop. You know? Yep. Oop. Let me throw it somewhere else. Yep. And it's very deadly because I, I think, anyway, anyway. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I, I'm watching it, so I get it. Because these men just go crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Tell me what I did to them. I can't do nothing to you. I'm just right over here. I do nothing. No. <laughs> well, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. You know, um, even though you do that, you're relatively safe to be around. Like, you don't have emotional outbursts on, on men like most women do. Yeah. Most women, you hear the problem, be like, ah! and then we'd be like, oh, it's going to be in trouble. Okay, like that, right? You don't do that. You just pull away. Yeah. You'd be, you be disappearing right in front of our eyes. Yeah, I just pull away. You're not going to get that out of me. I'm not going to beg you. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. Yeah, you got your hand closed, but so, so nothing can come in. You don't let anything out, but that also means nothing can come in. Right. Right. Okay. I got that. So now I'm going to give you some more. Going in a little deeper. You ready? Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about this thing called emotional currency. You've heard the term before, right? Emotional currency. No. What is that? Okay, okay. You're about to find out. So the way to take care of your relationships is to be responsible for the memories that you create and that exist in a relationship. Mm-hmm. These, these memories make up what are referred to as emotional currency. Each memory brings a certain quality of life to a relationship, depending on the quality of the, of the memory. Romantic memories create romantic emotional currency, but can also provide intimacy, vulnerability, and friendship. Conversely, angry outbursts create memories of fear and validation, lack of respect and domination. Most people won't remember what you said or what you did, but they always remember how you made them feel. Mm. This is why emotion, managing emotions is so important. Each incident creates a certain quality of feeling and either adds to or subtracts from the desired emotional state of a relationship. So let me say something about the desired emotional state of a relationship. 
Mm-hmm. People want to get into a desired emotional state of a relationship because the desired emotional state of the relationship is what made them want to get in a relationship in the first place. They want to be loved. They want to feel loved. They want to experience being loving. They want to be thrilled to pieces. They want the pieces that they've got thrilled to pieces that we thrill to pieces. They want to be happier than a five-year-old playing in a sandbox. They're looking for that. They're looking for the joy beyond anything they can ever imagine. That's what people want is an emotional environment for their relationship if they ever thought about it. Each incident contributes to that feeling. So, given this reality, it would make sense that creating great memories would be a wise thing to do. Most people, oh, hold on a second, where are we at? Oh, eh, my computer acting a little slow sometimes, damn it. Cut that out, man, yo. <sighs> okay, get out of here. All right. All right, here we go. Okay, good. All right, uh, I'm here now. Okay, given this reality, it would make sense that creating great memories would be a wise thing to do. Most people know this unconsciously. They do something messed up or blow their stack and turn around and do something special for the person who they blew up on to try and make up for the emotional explosion that happened a short time ago. Unfortunately, what they don't know is that it's often too little, too late. The time to do those quote-unquote nice things was before the explosion or in place of the explosion, not after. With enough emotional memories of lovingness, mercy, forgiveness, generosity, and other expressions of love and affinity, relationships can withstand many strongly negative incidences without a scratch and a few of the worst kinds of incidences such as infidelity or criminal activity. That's not to say any relationship can survive those things, but with enough love and enough emotional currency in the relationship's emotional bank account or memory bank, relationships can withstand almost anything. Now, um, One last thing, one bad incident can remove the impact of dozens of happy memories. So you don't want to have too many of those type of incidents happening in your relationships very often. It's like putting $1 in but taking $200 out. Your emotional bank account can only take so many withdrawals. So what I'm saying is you want to have many, many more happy memories inflicting, uh, in, you know, influencing and being collected in your emotional bank account. Then you want to have negative things going into your emotional bank account. Because negative things going into your emotional bank account are way bigger than the loving ones. And so um, the quality of emotions that you put into your relationship dictates and manages and controls and is the emotional state of your relationship. 
So if you think about it, um, I'll give you a couple examples. You still with me? Yep. Okay. The silence sounded like he was really in the middle of something. Was that accurate? No, listen, I was listening. I remember some, I think Franklin Covey talked about the emotional bank you got to put in. So when something happens, that bank is filled. But when it's empty, you have trouble. And what I'm hearing you saying is that the negative, yep. the negative things that you put in, it's kind, of, it's kind of like negative things empties out that bank. So yes. the more they empty the bank faster than the the good things. The good things build up that bank faster. So you want to have more good memories than the negative, so that that bank is full, so it can withstand certain things. Yes. Because certain things are going to happen. They're going to happen. Lose money, get a flat, have an argument. That stuff is going to happen. But you want to do everything you can to make it hard for that negative stuff to impact your relationship. Right. Because it's just, it's just stuff is going to happen. So how do you take care of it? You got to manage your emotions. Not just yours, but the emotions of the emotional bank account of the relationship, the emotional culture, the emotional environment. And so when you're like, oh, well, I'm not putting myself out there. Let me see what he's doing. That's the emotional environment you're creating, putting him on edge. Mm, making, him, making him feel insecure, making him feel insecure and not safe because he don't know what I'm doing, what my plans are. Right. So he's going to start backing off and protecting himself because any minute I could be like, listen, dude, I found somebody else better, faster, right. quicker, younger. Yeah. No room for love in that. Yeah, because he feels that I'm not content with him. Yeah. He can't he's not have some limitations. He's not winning with you. As a matter of fact, that was I was one of the things I had said to you that hurt your feelings when I left. Yeah. You told me a couple of years after I said it. You remember? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, you say you can't win with me. I was like, well, go find somebody who you can win with. Yeah. <laughs> I said because it's me, I'm very committed to my guy being very successful at winning. So you can't win with me. Peace out. <laughs> yeah. But you get it now, though, right? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Can't no man no man really can win with you. They might be able to make money around you, but they can't win with you. Why? Not with the attitude that you currently have, at least before this phone call. But I always want them to win. Excuse me? Hmm? Would say that again? I always I, um they always can win with me, but you said they won't win because of that attitude? Yeah, because if you're not all the way in with them, regardless, if you're not being a, a ride-or-die chick when it comes to love, then they're always going to be on, on edge. They're always going to be doubt. They're never going to feel completely successful with you because they're not really feeling completely successful with you because you're over there watching your back and trying to protect you. Rather <laughs> than just be loving and take care of the relationship. Mm-hmm. There's no room for love with you the way you've been before this phone call. Mm. Where love gonna fit at? Ain't coming from you. 
Right? Hey, I mean, hey, hey. They got to figure it out. <laughs> they got to figure it out. They got to just so I can figure it out. They got to figure me out. How they get yeah, to get well, away? Shoot. Well, you ain't figured you out yet. What are you talking about? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> not around emotions. Not yet. Not before this call. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stress not before this call. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. So now. Um, <laughs> now, I want to talk about happiness real quick. So, in a nutshell, you're responsible for your own happiness and self-esteem. No one can do it for you. If you put, right. if you put this on something on your partner, you're overburdening them, giving them your power away, and sabotaging the relationship. So, mm-hmm. you don't have a problem with, with making yourself happy. But the same thing can be said about love. Like, yeah, somebody could love you, but if they love you more than you love yourself, you won't be able to handle the abundance of love that they have for you, and you will push it away like it's too much. You'll feel overburdened mm-hmm. because you can't handle the amount of love that they give to you. And you certainly ain't going to return it. <laughs> they ain't going to be like you're going to give them the same amount of love they get back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You know? Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, you know, another thing I was going to say, I had two two examples of uh, managing the uh, emotional um, environment. The other story, the other movie that I was thinking about was um, A Beautiful Mind. Mm, yes, oh gosh. She yes. managed the emotional environment of that relationship. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do nothing about it. She kept it alive. Yeah. She kept creating him as a good guy. Because she really loved him. That's the whole thing. She loved that man. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Because if she didn't love him enough, she'd have been like, yo, put him in a nursing home. I'm moving on. Yep. <laughs> I'm as moving on. Fact, <laughs> when I watched that movie, this is one scene. It's hard for me to not start crying at that scene. Um, if, if you remember, this is the first time he went to the to the to the school to be uh-huh. you know a, 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 a teacher, and he lost his mind in the middle of the school, right? Uh-huh. And then they sent him home, and he's sitting at the table with her, and he's like, maybe I need to go, maybe I need to go to get therapy, you know, maybe I need to go to back to the hospital. He had gave up on himself. He didn't think he could do it. Uh-huh. And she sat there. She reached out for his hand. And she said, let's try, let's try one more day. When she said that, after all of those years, oh, man, that's the most romantic, romantic scene I've ever seen ever. That's the most loving scene I've ever seen in any movie. And nothing mm-hmm. talked that yet. <laughs> nothing talked that. Because it is a good one. Like, like, they got gray hair. It ain't about sex. She couldn't get sex the way she wanted any damn how while you taking that damn medicine. Remember, she got pissed off because he couldn't do it because the fucking pills, right? <laughs> right? She blew up the fucking bathroom, right? Remember that? So uh-huh. she managed the emotional culture of the relationship, the emotional environment. She managed that because he couldn't do it. And they didn't know how to do it. I mean, it she just did it, but that's truly 
a definite example of how to how that gets done. Yeah, but she's you up know. there. She managed the relationship, but she could also manage her sex. She couldn't. She couldn't have outbursts. She couldn't she do any of that stuff. Hmm? She had it once in a while, just not around him much. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like I, you know what I mean. Like my relationship, it hurts me whenever I see things, whatever. I, but I pull it together really quick. I don't fall apart. I don't go there crying to my girlfriend. Oh my god, why he did something? I pull it together. I keep it together, and I will see him, and I will smile. I was like, hi, good to see you, and I keep it moving. He will never know that he just wrecked me in completely. Well, <laughs> here's, well, here's what here's the deal around that. Mm-hmm. Men, men don't like it when women vomit emotionally on us. Right. We don't like it. We can't handle it, right? But because we think we're going to get beat up, you can express anything to a guy as long as you don't punish him for feeling that way. Well, you say punish him for feeling that way. Yeah, so if a woman is angry and a man is happy, she'll get mad at him because he doesn't have, how can he, how can he feel like he got permission to be happy when she's angry? So now she's going to try to make him angry so that they're at the same place. So when a woman's not happy, she kind of like emotionally punches him in the eye to make him cooperate. That's just how y'all operate. I never do that. Excuse me? I never do that. Yeah, well, you, you wanted a few. Yeah, I, yeah. If, yeah, I just what if I see I'm not happy. He's unha- I will. My thing to do is to pull myself away. That's what I will yes. do. I will become distant so that yes. I can regroup because you can't see me crack. No one can right. see me crack. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, you're a tough guy. Well, because to me, I see I see that I see there's a weakness. Like, oh my god, I'm so weak. You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh. So I'm yeah, gonna pull you're a away. Tough guy. You're a tough okay. guy. You're doing, you're doing what guys do. I'm going to pull away and, you know, and I'm going to get it together and then I'm going to come back. That's what guys do. You, you're a tough guy. You're manly. <laughs> Is that a bad thing? Why didn't you see me crying? Oh, my God. I was like, I'm looking at them like, uh, pull it together, you know? They're falling apart, yeah. acting stupid, crying on the floor, want to chase the guy, park up at the house, go ring the bell. Fighting with the girl, calling the phone all day. I don't do that. I'm not gonna call you. I'm not stuck in your house. I ain't coming to your job. I ain't doing it. Even listen, if I listen. want to, huh? You're 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 you have full permission to feel and express your feelings. You're a woman. You have full permission to express your feelings. Just don't do no crazy shit. You can express how you feel all you want. You have full permission from the planet. But just don't kill nobody. You know what I'm saying? But you, men, we don't have permission. We got to do what you do. What you do, but you don't have to do what you do. We have to do that because nobody likes us doing that. We don't have permission to do that. But you do. You can express how you feel all you want. Now, you're probably never going to not much because, you know, you're so used to doing it, and you don't see the benefit of it, at least not today. I do. I express it, but I express it very diplomatic, very, you know, you know, very like okay, this is you know, very diplomatic. (laughs) It's not like you know what I don't say is you know what you said to me or what you did hurt me so much that I feel like I don't want to be around you and I really want to be around you because I'm so in love with you that sometimes it drives me wild that I don't see you enough. 
That's the shit I really want to say, but that's the shit that's going out of my mouth. So, <laughs> but so, instead, so, I'll say, you know, I don't like stuff like that. I just don't like stuff like that. Don't do that. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so here's what I'm going to say about that. Um, that's being vulnerable and being intimate. That's the that's the cornerstone of of intimacy. See, the only way for a relationship to really last is if both people understand, both people know each other's emotions completely. There's nothing hidden. You're a withholder. You hold my feelings, right? Yes. Mm. You're a withholder, and. Out of all of the relation, all out of all of the communication practices that are from the old model, out of all the old model practices, um, withholding is the most destructive to relationships. By far, it's the worst. Mm. So emotionally, you're a withholder. Yeah. Which is, yeah. So yeah, you're never going to be in the relationship of your dreams with the partner of your dreams unless. And until you can get past that, but then mm. you know you also want to be skillful enough to be able to choose the right somebody. Listen, you don't have to be you don't have to be vulnerable emotionally with anybody except for the one person that you're with. You want to be that way with everybody else, fine, but not with the man of your dreams. You can't do that and expect a relationship to work. It's not like you'll be taking out emotional currency from the bank account. I mean, you will, but not as much as you you know you would think. It's just that you won't be putting in the, as much as you could. Because mm. when you leave him feeling like you, you won't let him in, <laughs> you just took like $25 out of the bank account. You didn't take 200 but you took 25 But even enough of those will be a problem, you know? Mm-hmm. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. So, so that's the whole world of it for pretty much, you know. I mean, I don't know what else there is more to that. But what I will do is tell you how to stay um, calm and present because I got to tell you what gets in the way of that. So you ready? Mm-hmm. So the next thing is you have to recognize what triggers you. <laughs> oh yes, I, I recognize that. I'm telling you, you tell me no, you're busy. Oh my God, it's done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, recognizing what triggers you is essential to managing the emotional environment or the emotional culture of relationships. Having said that, it would be wise to recognize what has you become unglued in the midst of dealing with people. Some of us get triggered by unfairness. Some of us by being accused or abandoned. Some of us hate to not be acknowledged. And some of us will fight for their freedom, even if their freedom is not at stake. Anybody you know? Hint, hint, wink, wink. Some oh, of wait, us, wait, 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 wait. Start over again, you said unfairness. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, so... um, You talk fast. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do, okay. Some of us get triggered by unfairness, some of us by being accused or abandoned. Mm-hmm. Some of us hate. To, some of us hate to be to uh, not be acknowledged, and mm-hmm. some of us will fight. Some of us will fight for our freedom, even if 
our freedom is not at stake. Hint, hint, wink, wink, elbow, elbow. That's me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us are paranoid. Some of us are critical or critical of others who are critical of us. <laughs> Whatever triggers you is the obstacle in to being someone who can manage the emotional environment of relationships. Let me say that again. Whatever triggers you is an emotion is excuse me, whatever triggers you is an obstacle to being someone who can manage the emotional environment of relationships. Those triggers take you out and now you're vomiting and you're taking money out of the emotional uh, environment, the emotional bank account. Emotions do not manage themselves, but they can manage you. That's because Feelings are terrific servants, but terrible masters. You've heard me say that before? You'll say that again, that term, critical what, and terrible masters? Feelings are terrific servants, but terrible masters. Feelings of a, ter- a terrific servant, but a terrible master. Well, that That's means correct. that you think that you are a good servant and the master treats you bad? No, that means that, that, that if you use emotions to have your life go, that works. If you let the emotions run you, you're in trouble. That's what that statement means? Terrific yeah. servant, mean, terrible masters? Yeah. Yeah, feelings will serve you greatly if you know how to use your emotions and you're in control of your emotions. But if you let your emotions be in control of you, you're going to do some dangerous shit that's going to get you in trouble pretty quick. If you just react react to your emotions, chances are you're going to do some dangerous stuff because you're going to feel like doing something. You're going to feel like cursing somebody out the wrong time, feel like punching somebody in the eye, feel like abandoning somebody. Feel like, you know, you're going to feel like doing stuff that ain't going to be productive, and you need to think and be conscious and then let your emotions uh, motivate you to do something rather than uh, take action because you feel a certain way. I don't know how many people shoot somebody or punch them in the face because they're angry and then end up going to jail because of it. You felt good at the time when they punched them, though. Okay. Hmm. And I'm, and, and I'm, yeah, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing growth. I'm seeing growth, and I'm seeing, um, when I'm seeing, I'm looking at these these triggers, these emotional triggers, and the you know the triggers that you mentioned, um, that you said these are the triggers that gets me heated, gets me heated, and I'm and I'm ready to fight, you know, and I yes. get angry, and you know it's like. You can't talk to me. You can't talk to me. You can't direct me. You can't tell me nothing, right? Yeah. Because my everything for you has shut down, and it's like you become an enemy. You're an enemy, yeah. and I'm going to watch you, right? I'm going to watch you like, a, like a, a cobra, and the moment you come close, you're under attack. If you're smart, you will know to stay away, and I will spit fire, Right, mm. this is how I do it because I'm very dangerous right now. I'm a cobra ready to attack. However, I've learned to put in a mechanism to protect people from myself. 
So I was spit fired knowing stay away, stay the hell away from me. And that has been the thing that works because people will stay away from me when I'm when my emotion triggers are up. Right? Yes. Anything that's unfair. Unfairness, like, oh, well, everyone else can get two weeks off, but if I want to get a, a week off, you're going to tell me, well, I can't, I have to do X, Y, Z, everybody else can do it. Unfairness, that shit would trigger me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Being accused wrongfully, oh, money is missing. Well, the last person I think I saw was in that room with Onique. Oh, my God, triggers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's my birthday, let's go out. Well, can we do it next week? Oh, you dining me? Oh, my God, listen, my, you know, I'm stuck out here. Can you pass and pick me up? I can't. Can you take a taxi? Abandonment. You are abandoning me in times of need because I don't well, ask for things. And if I yes. ask you, that means I'm in need and you abandon me when I need you. Trouble. Right? Got it. Yep. Right? So. Oh, so, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um. Just so that you know, you know, the 12 personality types that I'm going to be writing about in this book, um, I, I, let each per, I let people know there's um, five uh, or seven main emotional triggers, that each, five emotional triggers that each personality type has in their, for their particular personality type. Each one of them has five that specific to that personality type. It's not like other personality types don't share some of them. People in this particular personality type, they get triggered by all of this unless they start growing to the point where they can start overcoming them. Those blunt, those are the ones. So I think abandonment is, is one of yours. It's not one of mine. Being abandoned doesn't trigger you. Um, losing triggers me. Failing, not not so much losing, but failing. I can handle losing way better than I can handle failing. Oh my god! And being ignored. Uh, what? <laughs> that doesn't bother me. You can ignore me all you want. <laughs> no, I've got it. Exactly. Ignore it, man. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> learning how to get past it. I've had some, some growth around it in the last few years. But, you know, and I'm pretty good about it for the most part. But I know that for most of my life, what? Fucking talking. You better listen to my ass. <laughs> that used to piss me off about you. You'd be like... <sighs> And then I would say something that would just make you laugh even more. <laughs> you think that's going to make a difference? Well, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> disrespectful, you know, disrespectful, you, t- you know, disrespectful would trigger me. Would, like, yeah. like my junior said to me the other day, well, why don't you come and help us? Mm. I said so, to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, disrespect, like you dis- disrespect my, t- like my, disrespect me as the senior or the boss or your mother or the head of the house or whatever, I come and tell yes. you some shy shit like me, you are at the same level. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I control it. I don't go up. You know what I mean? I don't go up, but I just know I get heated. You see what I'm saying? Yes. I get heated. I don't go up. And I said to him, I said, you're out of place. I'm your senior. You don't talk to me like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't you ever do it again. You see what I'm saying? I nip it. However, inside that ball, that Flame just lit up, and that's part of the fire. <laughs> yeah, no, no, and he's, and he's, he's on the he's on the cross getting crucified. I got it. In your mind, yeah. You're sitting there watching him on the cross dying. So I got it. Totally got exactly, it. dude. You just said the wrong thing to the wrong girl. Don't you dare. Mm-hmm. That part mm-hmm. just went on. 
<laughs> All right, so now I'm going to uh, talk about the top negative reactions of humans. So there's lots of we react all over the place, but there's 15 that 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 are more prominent than than anything else. You know, like so abandonment is one of yours. I got it right, but that's not on the list. Um, people don't want to get abandoned, but it's not like it triggers them. Other than like triggers fear for the most part, right? But but when I all of these, you know, all of these, you've seen them all. You don't necessarily feel them all, but I'm going to go through the list, and then I'm going to define them, each one of them. So, uh, and I have them in alphabetical order because otherwise there's no real order. But anyhow, um, the top negative reactions, there's 15 of them. There's aggression, being aggressive, uh, anger, um, just being angry, apathy, like I don't give a fuck, like you, <laughs> arguing, um, bullying, criticism, dismay, sort of like um, being crushed, emotionally crushed, distancing, fear, frustration, impatience, indignation, being our indignation, like, how dare you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's me. Yeah, how yeah. dare you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, being outsmarted, pessimism, stubbornness. Now, the thing about these, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the, the definitions, but um, the thing about these these is that they go in a couple of different directions. You can either get triggered by them, or when you get triggered, these are the ways you'll be acting, or the people okay. around you. Oh yeah. So like, mm-hmm. so right. So like, you can get angry, and then start bullying somebody, or mm-hmm. you know, you can get bullied and then start criticizing somebody. You know, or you could be apathetic, and then you know, put distance between you and somebody else. Right. So like, you'll have a reaction, and then you'll do something with that reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these, all of these, take out. $200 out of the emotional bank account for every $1 you put in, like, a, a, a birthday card or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'll just read them real quick, go through them. You, you, you know all of these, but for the most part, but I'll just go so you can get present to them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, being aggressive, which is uh, overt or suppressed hostility um, uh, resulting from continued frustration and direct it outward or against oneself. So being aggressive um, is like taking anger to the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, anger is a feeling of great annoyance or antagonism as the, as the result of a real or supposed grievance. Uh, so, you know, anger could be rage or wrath, but anger is just a feeling. Aggression is an expression of anger. Is like a result of anger. A lot of these other ones are too, but people react angrily. Um, apathy. It's basically I don't give a fuck. I ran out of fucks to give. That's that's apathy. So um, absence or suppression of passion, emotion, or excitement. A lack of interest in or concern for things that others find moving or exciting. You get apathetic, and then put distance between yourself. And protect yourself from others. That's one of yours. Mm-hmm. 
arguing. You don't argue too much, but people do. To present reasons for against a thing, for or against a thing, to contend in oral disagreement or dispute. Argue. You know what argument is. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not argumentative. You know, you definitely are not that. I'm not either. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll dispute for a couple of minutes, and then I back off. Like, I'm not going there. Yeah. You know, uh, it's just not me. Bullying. Uh, no. You know, I realize I hate, I hate being bullied. Um, that's not me. Um, criticism. Um, people might think that I'm criticizing them when I'm coaching them. <laughs> but very rarely. Only people that don't know me would think that. Um, so I'm not a critic. Though I could see things from a critical perspective, I'm not doing that to nobody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The act or instance of making an unfavorable or severe judgment, um, comment, etc. I'm not doing that. But I, I, but the next one, dismayed to be disheartened. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's one of my. That's one of my triggers. I, I could be like crushed behind something not working the way I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and and. Usually, the, the the most likely times for me to be crushed, to feel experience crushing, getting crushed, is when I'm by myself. Around people, I'm better with. You know, um, I feel disheartened, and all of a sudden, I'm in the middle of my point of view. I'm not important. I'm helpless. Mm. If I'm by myself, I can stay there for a couple of days and not even know it. I can't. I can't even see that I got to get out of it. I'm so I'm so busy in it. You know. Like there's no early, I don't have an early warning sign unless I'm around people, and then I can see I'm being negative, more negative than they are, and I'm like, oh, then I wake myself up. But by myself, mm-hmm. all right. Next, distancing. That's one of yours. Mm-hmm. To uh, treat coldly or in an unfriendly manner. You know, like you stay over there. <laughs> yeah, don't even look my that. I don't even look at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Here. you gotta look at the. I don't have yeah, yeah fear, right? You know, concern or anxiety. Um, yeah, fear. Bottom line, that's a that's a reaction people have. Uh, not not no not one of mine. Not very much frustration. Um, yeah, I could be a little frustrated with some of these guys sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I can feel that too sometimes. Yeah, that's a. If somebody's frustrated with me, I'm cool. But but when something will happen, I, and I get stopped. I'll, I'll I'll get frustrated, you know. Um, impatience. Eh, it's an intolerance, an intolerance for anything that thwarts, delays, or hinders. Impatience. I can be impatient. I'm better at it, way better than I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, impatient. Um, you know, is 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 um, you know, one of them. Then there is um. Indignation, like how dare you? That's that's what he was. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? What the fuck? You know, that's not one of mine. Because um, I understand people who are the way they are. Um, mm-hmm. Being outsmarted, I don't care about that. Um, somebody gets the better of you, or I'll, I'll set you up. There's some people that don't like that. I'm, that that's not one of mine. I don't even, I don't react that way, or I don't care about that. All right, I learned my lesson. You got me. You got me hurt. <laughs> and it really, it really happens to me anyhow. But even if it does, it doesn't bother me. You know? Pessimism, you know, being negative, right? Pessimism mm-hmm. is is uh, one of them. Uh, people who are pessimistic will also also be critical. 
you know, throw that on you. And then last but not least is stubbornness. Um, I used to be stubborn. Now I'm just a stand, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I, I don't even let people know that I'm being a stand necessarily right there and there because mm-hmm. I'm concerned that they'll interpret it as stubbornness. Mm-hmm. You know, and I want to give people the space, and I also want to be able to talk to people that's actually willing to listen. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will stand for people, you know. I'll, I'll do that, but stubbornness, that doesn't really get to me anymore. But anyhow, you got to get this list because um, you want to see which ones these are so you can start resolving these, resolving, you know, stuff around it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, all right, so now, uh, we're going into the second half of this, which is going to take about 15 minutes. <laughs> so, okay, so what do you think is going to take for you to be happy no matter what in a relationship? Question. Amazing. What I think it's going to take for me to be happy? Yeah. Yeah, let me ask you again. What's it going to take for you to be happy no matter what in a relationship? I think for me it's just to not withhold my true feelings. Okay. For me to not withhold my true feelings. You know, and when I find that my emotions are triggered are kicking in, just handle it and just, you know, communicate it. Okay. Just communicate it, you know, and just and just really, you know. Because sometimes mm-hmm. I know, that, I know that they're there and they kick in, and I know I'm at that level of, of that observation. I can see it and I know, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't let it control me anymore. Thank God for auditing, right? It doesn't control me where I go crazy or do crazy things. And I know I notice it, but I pull back. That's yeah. a mechanism now that I have in place. I just... When I did the survival rundown, I noticed that if I get upset and I get heated, there's something that goes and pulls me back, and pulls me back, that I can see it, and I'm like, oh, I'm upset with him because he said that stupid thing, you know, and I know exactly what happened, and I know it, and I don't act. I just pull back, Mm. and I give myself time, and then I handle it very analytical, you know? So before, I would just start, like, like rage, like, fuck you all, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't um, have that, but, I, again, like you said, I do my awareness of these triggers. I, I'm very aware of these triggers. Very aware. Yes. Totally. Very aware of these things, <laughs> you know, and and to handle it better, you know, like I told my junior, I said, don't you, don't you, I'm your senior, you don't talk to me like that. Mm. I said, do you know the amount of things that I do to keep this, this area running? So would you have mm. to you come and tell me to come and help you? What do your job? That is. Anyway, yeah. Mm. All right, good. So, um, so I got all that. So uh, I want to tell you that what is going to take for you to be happy in a relationship no matter what, it's three things. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you what they are. So one is to love others 100% just because. With no expectation, uh-huh. or, with no expectation or need for anything in return. Giving love is like a baby. Baby can't give you nothing but smiles. That's all the baby can do. Smile. Yay, thank you. Other than that, you get nothing from the baby because the baby ain't got nothing to give. But you love the baby. The way you love babies, 
is the way you love everybody else, 100%, with no need for a return. That's the first thing. That's what's going to have you be happy no matter what in a relationship. Second thing is to understand people at the level of principle. The principles people align themselves with tells you what dictates their character and allows you to recognize them as they really are. So the list I sent you of different principles mm-hmm. in the email, recognizing those in people will allow you to be happy with them because you'll be able to see who they really are, particularly your partner. You want to see what principles your partner is living their life by. And then you could choose to be happy with those principles. And then the third thing is to choose to be happy no matter what. That's the first thing. Wake up in the morning, choose to be happy no matter what. Then you choose to be happy no matter what prior to whatever you're doing or about to do. So, you know, as an introduction leader, right, you know, you would get clear and create a possibility and get whatever is out of the, in the way out of the way, right? So you decided you're going to be loving and rolling and powerful before you go in, and that's how they're going to see you as while you're in the room, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever you're creating, you're going to create it prior to whatever you're doing. So you're choosing to be happy before you start taking any action or you choose to be loving or whatever. But that's what it's going to take. Love others 100% just because. Understand people at the level of principle because it's easy to love them when you understand the principles they live in their life by. And they choose to be happy before you walk out the door because you just that's your intention. You'll get mm-hmm. this. It's part of the email. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. somebody knows how to do that, boy, they are 1,000% ahead of the game. And not as it is. Now, last piece. Uh, this is about happiness because when you know how to be happy, it's easy to be loving. And the sooner you get back to being happy, the easier it'll be for you to get back to being loving, staying loving, maintaining lovingness. So, the only reason to be happy in a relationship is to be happy with someone who's happy with you. Mm-hmm. The only reason to be, excuse me, I'm sorry. I said it wrong. Let me say it again. Let me write this down. The only reason to be in a relationship, the only reason to be in a relationship is to be happy with someone who's happy with you. <laughs> if you're in a relationship and you're happy with someone who's not happy with you, that doesn't work. If you're in a relationship and you're not happy with someone who's happy with you, that doesn't work. You get in a relationship with somebody, um, you get in a relationship to be with somebody who makes you happy that's happy with you. Mm-hmm. So, the only person we can be happy with no matter what is the person who knows how to be happy no matter what. Mm-hmm. The problem is if you're not a person who knows how to be happy no matter what, you won't be able to recognize whether a person is able to be happy no matter what because they choose to be happy no matter what. 
me say that again. <laughs> I like to do tongue twisters uh, in my writing sometimes, make people mm-hmm. think, like, what the hell did you just say? And then that makes that gives me the space to actually describe it. Anyhow, the only person we can be happy with no matter what is a person who knows how to be happy no matter what. The problem is if you're not a person who knows how to be happy no matter what, you won't be able to recognize whether a person is able to be happy no matter what because they choose to be happy no matter what. So if you don't know who you are, you won't be able to recognize who other people are. And then you got nothing. So um, that's the end of this uh, session. Mm, a great end. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because it's so true. You should be happy no matter what. That's one of the precepts. To be happy no matter what. Just be yeah. happy. Yeah. Circumstances, circumstances don't tell you how to be happy. You got to generate your own happiness. Yeah, you have to do no matter what. She can be falling in. You got to be happy. But some people say, "Oh, she's so happy go lucky." She's just happy go lucky. Just like everything can be came in. She's just happy. And some people think it's weird. They're like, "Why is she so happy?" All the sacks and dimes, there's no money, and she's happy. You say, well, you want me to be sad and cry or whatever? Yeah, like, you should be, like, concerned. No, I'm happy, no matter what. But people, you know, people don't want you to be happy no matter what, and they make you, like, something is wrong with that. Yeah. Be happy no matter what. And it's like, okay, you know, okay, you don't want, okay, all right. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yep. Like, okay. Be happy no matter what. Be happy no matter what. This is my tagline I'm gonna use today. I think I'm gonna put it up on my uh, phone. Be happy no Great. matter what. Yeah. It's like be happy you get no matter what. Stuff is gonna happen, but you can always get back to being happy. Yeah. No matter what. Mhm. You know what I mean? Be, that's the word for today. Be happy no matter what. Mhm. So you have an assignment. The other ones were like, you know. Could be assignment or it's optional assignment. This one is an assignment. You ready? Mm-hmm. Identify your top ten emotional triggers. It could be part of this list, but it could also be not part of this list. Um, by the way, I got to invite you to the to the Dropbox folder that uh, I already uploaded the first two sessions to your Dropbox folder. I didn't say invite you to it yet, but I will do that today. Um, but yeah, you want to identify the top ten emotional triggers that you have. Top ten things you get triggered by emotionally. Mm-hmm. Now, it could look like a bunch of incidences that have upset you in the past, like you list that things down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, list of things you've exploded over. Uh, could be a list of things like politics or religion. Uh, and uh, but you know, what about those things that that you know trigger you? Um, it could be the way you were treated in relationships. You know, uh, the point is to identify. Um, the point is to identify them at their source, so you can recognize what an upset looks like to you. So be prepared for them ahead of time. 
and to not be at the effect of them merely because something happened that came as a surprise and you, quote, unquote, just reacted, rather than chose how to be, how to respond to the situation. Like, uh-huh. well, let me, let, me, let me just, you know, simplify that. You want to write down these triggers because you want to get to the source of them so you can recognize them in the middle of it. So, like, for example, I can recognize when I'm in the middle of being annoyed that I'm being, um, that I'm either failing or that I am um, being um, ignored and validated, blown off. Mm-hmm. I can see myself in the middle of it, which gives me some control over over it. I, mm-hmm. I haven't got to the point where I've eliminated it. Like, it, it won't bother me anymore. Like, like right. you know, like I'm immune to it, but I am getting better and better at avoiding being a victim of it because feelings are terrific servants but terrible masters. Mm-hmm. When your feelings are running you, you know, there's a good chance you're going to drive off, this, off the cliff. Mm-hmm. So you want to look at yours and, um, you know, make your loose so you can catch yourself in the middle of it, all right? Yeah, I, I do. I catch myself in the middle of it. I catch myself okay. now. It don't just right. take, take over. I catch myself in it now. Quick time. Very right, good. You know, like quick time. Yeah. Great. Awesome. All right, so that's it. All right. What do you want to have the next one? Or are you going to let me know? I, I, I scheduled for tomorrow, but um, how about we do like Wednesday or Thursday instead? Uh, okay. You want to do the one? Nah, you just give yourself a day or two with this, you know? No, no, no. No, I need to. I'm in the middle of a relationship I'm about to destroy, so I don't have. Oh, time okay. To, you know what I mean? So for me. <laughs> I don't have a relationship that I think is my ideal relationship. He just has some principles that, you know, that that I know of, and he yeah. acts, and that's why he lives by them. So, okay. um, you know, if you say identify the principles, and I know what his principles are. He talks about okay. them all the time, you see? So, yeah. and what you're saying now is like, okay, so now you know his principles. You have to be able to, willing to live with him by those principles. Yeah. Right, I know what his principles are, and he does exercise them. He lives by them, and mm-hmm. I do my best to um, respect those principles. And you know, but again, he has one and two that conflict with my principles. So I have to look and see: Well, am I willing to alter my principles to, to compensate for him? You know, and I'm like, well, he has his principles that he lives by that he feels that this is what he lives by. I have my own, but we have one and two that clashes. You see? Yep. So, but overall, we have a lot of things in common, a lot of principles we still, but the ones that he has that's really strong, that I'm like, dude, can you, like, bend a little, you know, bend it a little? You see what I'm saying? So that I can, yep. you know, because I'm willing to, I'm willing, I have my own, and I'm like, I want to hold strong to my own, too. Mm-hmm. But it well, clashes see, with well, his, huh? Well, see, if you if he's got a, uh, um, I got to take this call, but in a minute, if he's, if you understand his principles, then you can work with his principles without making him give his principle up. Yeah, but that's what I'm trying to work with his principles, and this principle is is that he likes to go into these very quiet moments, like he don't want to be bothered with nobody. Yes. 
And that's the thing. Well, you're going you, to get a chance to do something about mm-hmm. that, to, to work with him around that. I promise you. Yeah. He, when he gets into that space, I say, well, at least tell me when you're going in there so I know to back yeah. off. But, dude, I, just, I have to come and you like, then I'm like, oh, he's in this quiet zone. Yeah. You know, and you know me, I'm a touchy-feely kind of want to talk to you kind of girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. wants silence because he's thinking. Yeah. You know? Yep. Hi, Okay, good. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm glad that this uh, really worked for you, and um, I'm happy and all of that. So, all right. Talk all to right, you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.